Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host for this fine Tuesday evening. We're back. It's been two weeks. We apologize, but holy shit, we were just having way too much fun riding dirt bikes in Colorado. But before we totally get into all the beer drinking and bench racing, we have a new guest for this Tuesday evening. Super excited to uh, invite to the couch, if you will. This is Eric, better known as Yammy Noob, though. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. I like it. So tell us a little bit about this Yammy Noob thing before we jump into <laughs> some of the, the catching up to do so we can kind of get all going with this. Yeah, I am the Yammy Noob YouTuber extraordinaire. So I run a motorcycle channel, kind of like these guys do, but it's a little bit different because it's like moto vlogging. So got the GoPro on my helmet. Uh, just recording myself and I've also been better known the past couple months for these like motorcycle comedy list videos so I do like these countdowns or I guess they're kind of countdowns but like just kind of you know poking fun at stereotypes of motorcyclists kind of talking about motorcycles in general so that's about it yeah I like it it's been awesome and um, what's neat is that so we're gonna work we're gonna start working a little bit with Eric here on trying to find a way to dive into the off-road segment a little bit more um, what what from what I understand a lot of what you've done is more on-road centric at yes. this point yeah but he wants to do not I've only never even been off-road see so and so what's gonna happen once it cools down <laughs> a little bit here in Texas is we're actually gonna take Eric for his first uh, off-road dirt bike ride that's right um, and I think it's gonna be on my 350 four stroke so we'll see uh, I'll make it's got to put me on some crazy two stroke. I mean, we can't first time. I just want I just want to loop instantly. Who, yeah. <laughs> Whose KX five hundred can we yeah, borrow? Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do have a nineteen eighty six Can Am four hundred. That'll hey. totally rip your balls off. That you... sounds like it'll rip my balls off. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm in. That's the way to do it. So we've yeah. obviously got options. Um, and if we really do want to find you some sick-ass two-stroke, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we can figure that out. There's enough crazy people that pay attention to what we do and in Texas that we can make it work. Oh, yeah. I feel like my life would be incomplete if I don't like get rid of my two-stroke virginity. You know, okay. that's a that's an interesting way to put it, Stephen. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody refer to it as their two-stroke virginity, and I, I I think I'm actually completely okay with it. Like I want that to be a thing now. It's like oh, let's see that V card. They're throwing that thing out the it's window. Gone. This is not happening anymore. Um, so but, but, uh, it's interesting. I can't tell you. So when I got on, I was riding a 2003 WR uh, Yamaha WR 250. So just a four-stroke earlier on when they were kind of coming out. Then went to a 2007. Then went to a 2009 two-stroke KTM. Mm. So switched brands completely. And one of the things you find out, unfortunately, just like myself, the hard way with KTMs is they have an amazing front brake. Like, really good fucking front brake. <laughs> and so I'm out there playing around, uh, trying to do stoppies and stuff, and, like, yeah. just doing little wheelies and stoppies, and I just grab a shit ton too much front brake. Like, the third time I tried one, and just, bloop, like, kicked my oh, ass wow. straight to the curb <laughs> over the front end of the motorcycle. So it's weird stuff like that that I'll get to watch you learn. Yeah, or watch me fail horribly. Which like is instantly. the same thing as learning. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really feel like the first time I get on the darts crash so much. So whatever bike you give me, just make sure that it's like no one really cares if it goes down a lot or anything like that. So I like it. Yeah, it, it'll be mine because it went down <laughs> enough. So for those, if you guys want to talk a little bit about on road specifically, don't jump into the chat room. I'm about to open this thing up and get that going. Tlk.io/seattime is a good way to do that. If you want to talk a little specific on road with Eric or just uh, noob questions in general, I know it's going to be fun. Or if you want to talk seat time adventures, we're going to be 
be doing that as well. Our good friend Brady Davis, who was one of the kick-ass riders this past week, will be on, and we're going to be talking about all the good times that we had there. Of course, this is Seat Time. This is the Beer Drinking Ben Tracing Show, where we go through all the off-road news that happens. Well, all as in anything we find relative or that we can remember to talk about, let's be honest. Of course, huge, huge thanks to our sponsors for allowing us to do this kind of stuff. So Fly Racing, if you guys haven't seen the, any of the pictures yet from this past weekend, I was riding the Patrol XC gear. This was a total branch out for me. I have never worn any of their kind of Patrol XC gear. And this Patrol XC gear is really kind of... It's not totally adventure bike specific, but it kind of melds that weird ground between, you know off-road gear which is kind of more vented you know opposed to um, on-road gear which is a little bit more leather centric mm. um, you know for for the higher speeds and the asphalt types yeah, of to pretend you're Valentino Rossi because yeah. we look good in tight ass <laughs> shit that's why <laughs> and, and so they kind of a little more pads a little bit more thickness kind of in the in the pants and that's more durability you know you're if you're going to be out for 200 300 miles yeah you know elements and all that kinds of shit but what I actually used insanely a lot was the uh, the cargo pockets. Yeah. I just didn't really kind of like, I was kind of like, I don't know how is this going to go, but I didn't think about it. I have my life-proof case on my iPhone, right? We're riding around Colorado. I want to easily be able to just whip that thing out, the camera, and be able to take pictures. Boom! I was like, holy shit, cargo pocket. And then one day, I was I had my wallet in the back on the first day. We go out to get lunch. I gotta, uh, gotta take my bag off and stuff, and I was like, boop! Second cargo pocket, it goes right. I was like, <laughs> these things are extremely useful. Like, so for yeah. a cross-country race, no. Like, I'm not going to need something like that unless right. I feel like having my, my medical cart on me <laughs> in, my, in my care flight, you know? Like, yeah. no, no, seriously, take me now. Um, kind of a situation. And the pads, uh, that's, you know, I got, a little, I got a little banged up. And the XC pads that are in the jersey actually did a, a, little, bit of, a little bit of safety there. So I was excited by that. So if you haven't looked in it, you think it's not gear for you, at least check it out. It's going to be something you can find at your local dealer. Obviously, that's who we want you to support. Or go to flyracing.com and check out the Patrol XC gear. I have got a lot more to talk about from fly stuff as well that I kind of tested, if you will, while we were out there. But those are going to be videos that you guys will find either Facebook Live um, or, of course, on YouTube, which is hopefully how you found us this time. I don't know how they would do it if it wasn't. And then Kenda Tire USA. So we were all out running our Kenda tires, we had some Kenda equilibriums out there, our super, uh, the, the triple stickies, and then uh, Brady and I were actually running the Washugal 2s. I wanted to kind of see how that would work out. And for a tire that's made not for the rockiest of terrains, it held up surprisingly well. Five days of riding, anywhere between 50 to 70 miles a day, at least amount of road as possible, right? So we were trying to hit as much trail as we could. Um, and connectors, and they held up great. So again, if you're getting ready to go to the TKO or any kind of hard enduros out there, look for the equilibrium with because it comes in that sticky compound. And then, of course, to the Washugal 2, kind of the prototype, which is now the Ibex. Um, I know we're just getting all confusing here. Those are going to be what you're going to be running. I'm going to have them on my bike at the TKO. So if you're going to be at that event, come swing by, check my bike out. They will have Kenda reps there as well that will be selling those tires if you want to even go that route. Whichever it is. If you come check my bike out, though, I'd appreciate it if you bring me a beer. I think that that is just a fair trade-off. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, By the way, what was the name of that tire? Washugal 2? What was the that? The Washugal 2. That sounds like a like an ancient Mongolian warlord. Washugal 2. Washugal 2. <laughs> um, man, that's such a better thought than what it actually is. What is it? No, no. Uh, so the Washu- <laughs> it's, so it's just a the, tire, the, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the way that Kinda kind of works the naming conventions on a lot of their tires, even though they're kind of getting away from it, is from tracks. 
uh, in the motocross circuit. Oh. So they kind of have the Millville, the Southwick, um, and then the Washougal. And the Washougal is a race that is up in Washington, God, just yeah. north of the Oregon-Washington border. Okay. And, um, and, and I believe that the makes designation a lot more sense, of the yeah. two... It's just it's a second iteration, but mm-hmm. yes, I think the Mongolian warlord. <laughs> I know if Mike Tosh, who's actually our Kinder rep, is watching, I think that we should. Do, that's a whole marketing campaign that we have to Look kick off now. Yeah, I like it. We can make this happen. Dad branding, though. <laughs> do you know if Kinda? I don't, and this is a dunce on my part. If Kinda makes on-road tires, do they make tires for? I've never heard of the brand, so okay, I don't, probably not. Small yeah. chance then. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. But they've definitely done a ton. In, in trying to better their brand, and I think they've done a fantastic job within the off-road market. Yeah. Uh, and so, but if maybe there's there's a chance, and we could figure it away. We'll find out. Mike Tosh, you let us know. Let us know. And then SRT Off-Road, obviously a great sponsor of Sea Time. And if you looked at my bike right now, you would be very impressed. So SRT Off-Road makes a lot of uh, third-party accessories for protecting of your bike. They also make a lot mm-hmm. of uh, parts that are just kind of aftermarket. You know, if you, on your two-stroke we're talking about, you just ding the crap out of your pipe. And yeah. You don't want to go buy the super expensive uh, name brand stuff. Um, SRT makes just as good, just as comparable, um, but at a little bit lower of a price point. Mm-hmm. So it's a great way to be able to get, you know, those two-stroke pipes if you ding them up every other week. Then you don't want to keep blowing them out and taking a chance to be blowing your face off. It's a great way to do that. Or safety for your bike. Like I had my radiator guards on. I had the shark fin, which I found out. So a shark fin, you know, our disc brakes, right? Yeah. How important they are? Yes, they're yeah. very important. You don't want to ding those up on rocks, do you? No, I would not like right. that. So SRT, that's one of the th- production pieces that they make is something uh, that you can put in your front axle or within your rear axle. And it kind of is something that the rocks that you will hit on first before it could take a chance of damaging your disc brakes. I never even think about Right? You know what I mean? I'm right? Just like, You're just like, rocks are you talking if about? something dented <laughs> your disc brake, you would probably have a lot more shit oh, to worry about. Oh, man. That'd be a bad time. A bent yeah. break. <laughs> I think it would be awkward yeah. for everybody. And on the Daytona, it'd probably be like a four hundred fifty dollars headache at least, or mm. more. I don't know. It's so much money. Yeah. yeah, that Euro life. Well, not even Euro anymore because it's British. So that British life. Jeez. Me. And I see, and you're like saying this stuff, and I was like, that sounds like science. <laughs> it's like different language science. So there's all kinds of fun stuff yeah. we can teach each other and continue to learn off of. It is funny how it's like. They're both motorcycles, right? But, like, mm. the off-road and on-road thing, it's so different, and it feels like they're both in such different worlds, you know? Like, there's so many different things. Like, you're talk- talking about, like, this disc protection thing and, like, all these different brands that don't even exist on the on-road, on-road world. Right. And it's just funny, like, how it's, like, you can exist completely separately, you know? And do you still ride on the road or no? I have never in my life owned a road no bike. No way. I have ridden on the road because, I, I mean, yeah. I've ridden on the road. But I've never in my life owned a road bike. That's crazy. Um, and I think it's because of the fact that I have always lived in fairly large metroplexes. Mm. Um, or, you know, I grew up in Kenner, which is right outside of New Orleans. Uh, went to LSU, which is in Baton Rouge, a huge city. Yeah. Um, moved to Dallas which is Dallas, and then Plano and McKinney. You know, so I'm still really, really incorporated around all of these huge, huge highways. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I finish, I'm terrified to death not of riding on the road. I'm terrified to death of all the crazy people that don't notice that I'm riding on oh, the yeah. road. And it's just something I've never, I've, and I think we actually talked about this when we met at the YouTube Creator Day, was the fact that if we could, if I could, justify owning a road bike to just go north and like ride from my house in McKinney to like Oklahoma and back I think would be awesome but yeah I don't have the money or the time right and so it's it's one of those things that I would have to be 
rich and bored. Yeah. And that shit's probably never going to happen. Either one of them. Because <laughs> I feel like my brain's way too scattered to ever make me bored. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I throw my money away into awesome adventures like creating a cahoots uh, <laughs> rather than buy a road bike. So, but, you know, I mean, wh- what has kept you now that you've found this love for, for being, an, you know, a, a street bike rider? What has kept you from kind of becoming, I guess, ever even trying being on a dirt bike? I mean, I think it's just the span of my motorcycling career. I've only been riding for about 19 months. Okay. Yeah, so not very long at all. And, like, it's just, I think for me, it's easier to just, like, do a road bike because you just hop on, go ride, and that's it, right. you know? Because for me, a like, more, yeah, there's more preparation for the off-road stuff because if you don't have, like, a dual sport, is that what they're called, dual sport mm-hmm. bikes, where it's, like, you don't, like, you can take them on-road or off-road. If you have one that's only for off-road, like, I don't have any way of getting it to the off-road. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Um, so I don't have like a truck or anything where I can put a bike into to then take to a location to ride off road. So, but I think one day I do want to try a different type of bike like that. Something that can do off road type of stuff. I mean, I'm really enamored with the KTM 690 right now. Oh. I think it's really cool looking and I think it'd that's be a right. really fun. I think I told you about that. Yeah, that's my right. dad had yeah. done. Yeah. And I, and I recognized, I was like, I've seen one of your videos. And I was like, I've seen the 690 review. Like that old guy was just like, this is a great bike right here. I really like this. this. Just real like calmly talking about how awesome the 690 was. I like that. So yeah, I've been, I've been enamored with that bike lately. But that's not really, that's not an off-road bike though, is it? It could be used, but so it's, it's not one, right? So in that same review, that same video, uh, two days ago, somebody made a comment um, in the comments on the, on the video saying, you know, I've really been going back and forth between a 500 and the 690, you know, and did, did we have a choice? Or, I'm sorry, did we have an opinion on which one might be? And that's where I think it gets really tough. Like, if somebody was like, I'm thinking of getting a 350 or a 690, I'm like, you are, <laughs> you don't know what you want. You want two yeah. bikes. Like, you right. don't want the same, you know, you don't want to do the same thing on two of these different bikes. But the 500 and the 690 is tough because there was a guy, Brady, who's going to be on a little bit later. He rides his 500, which is still street legal, has all the stuff still on it. Um, it do the 500 come street legal from factory? Or I thought that was just an off-road uh, bike. Sorry, he has the EX, EXC. EX, he has the EXC version, which okay. is the, the dual sport version. I got it you. It comes street legal and you can get the tax title license, all that kinds of stuff. Boom. And just and your license comes to you. You don't have gotcha. to take it and get it plated. Yeah. Um, but you can get a 500 that is the opposite. Right. But it, I still feel like the 500 and the 690, unless you're somebody like Brady who is going to just ride it however they ride, regardless of what the bike wants to be done to it, like y- you kind of you're still kind of like picking between two two different types of bikes with the 500 and the 690. Yeah. The 690 is kind of a miniature adventure bike now what you've seen mm. chris birch and what you've seen you know guys like that uh johnny walker and, and taddy blazuzak do on some of the ktm videos on a 690 that's because they're they're who they are right right that they can do those kinds of things on those bikes um their bike control skills are absolutely out of this world mm-hmm. um so i feel like that might be a little misleading to someone like myself um who's like man i could totally take that 690 and just tear ass through the woods <laughs> where it's like Probably not. Like, you could get the EXC 500, and yeah, you could do that if you've got just a little bit of extra gumption and you want to push the bike beyond what it's probably totally set up ready to do. Right. Or if you know how to set it up proper. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so the 690, though, I think is it would be a great bike if you really wanted to do both in the sense of don't really think that single track is ever going to come into the mix. Mm. The 500 is the one where you're probably going to want to uh, go, um, 
Sorry, they said something about YouTube. Oh, that's you. Um, is the one where you probably want to go, um, if you do want to have like that 30, 40% right. of, of single track involved. Yeah. So, Honestly, right now I'm just trying to get something that's not completely crouched over and like my knees are, you know, under my hands and just like so, you know, leaned over. I just want something a little more relaxed. That's about it. All right, let's see if we can... This, apparently, there's a lot of chatter in the chat room. Is that what I hear, Stephen? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of chatter. A Let's lot see. Yammy's bringing out a whole new crowd. I like it. <laughs> How do, oh, now, this is where I get stupid. Is there a way to like just see our chat? Uh, what did that link take you to? You sent me a link? Yeah. Oh. In our chat room. Oh. Hey, sexies. <laughs> All right. Well, this is going to get a little crazy. Oh, dirty bacon. Dirty that just, bacon. That just makes it fun right there. Yeah. Um, well, I actually cool. met up with that guy in Austin and a couple other friends out there. Oh, yeah. You did your meetup. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what's going to be awesome. Yeah. So we're going to do a little bit of Sea Time Adventures talk. But at the same time, what, what you have done with what your on-road group and stuff and being able to put those meetups together, I think is just as cool of an event. Obviously, it's just shorter. It's a little bit of a one-day totally thing. Totally different than what you guys do. Yeah, with the, right. the Colorado trip, for example. But that's okay because I yeah. think it's neat that... We're trying to do this this kind of way to get our group of beer drinking and bench racers together, right, yeah. and do our thing. But you're trying to do what you're doing with these meetups, uh-huh. and I think one day you could get a little multi day, little multi day. It going would be on. cool, yeah. And then you could get me on a road bike on a track for the first time. <laughs> that would be the scariest thing ever. I know it for a fact. Like I would just you know if we had coordinated a little better. I'm going this weekend to a track for the first time ever. I'm what track? Uh, MSR in Houston. Ah, I'm gonna be yeah. in Austin. If you were about to be like so and so in Austin, I'd be like, yeah. mm-hmm. we're going to Coda. <laughs> <laughs> we may have to go there. Yeah. We'll put you on your very first time on like a street bike. We'll get you on Coda. Get you on like a brand new R1M. Just be doing like 200 miles an hour on this back straight. It'd be awesome. This is my face of ignorance. <laughs> is this a bad idea? Yeah. <laughs> mm, shit. Oh god, we got people. So what's I'm going a, on in the chatter? Don't you disrespect me. We got people trolling. Oh shit. I think this is the first time we've ever had true haters. Oh no. One time so we were doing so unfortunately, so good good buddy of mine Kirk Caselli, that's his number one jersey from 2013, uh passed away later on oh, wow. that year, right? Sorry, and yeah. Uh, yeah, racing uh Baja 1000. And uh we kind of had like a, uh, a memorial show for him. You know, he was a big part of helping us and just always came on the show and was just super, super respectful and tried to tell him to help us grow, right? Mm-hmm. And like people like got like shitty in the chat room. Like somehow we picked up some trolls and it was like, I've, that was like, I was like, really? Like this has got to be the time that like we picked up. That so was just kind of, but you can't, I mean, what do you, you know what I mean? It's so hard to, yeah. you can't do anything about that. Really. You really can't, yeah. So it just was one of, that's like the only time that we've had like trolls and it just kind of, I was like, really? Really is the Any only time you've time. had it? Right. That it's been like, to me, that's unbelievable because literally every day, not every day, maybe like every other day, I literally get told to kill myself or that I'm a faggot. Every other day, literally, just because I get so many comments just, you know, throughout all the other videos I've posted, just somebody will just sprinkle that in. You know what I mean? Right. You just got to get used to it. I see uh, YouTube. Uh, Ryan Zolper says the 701 is dank, and I'm going to go with cool. I think, you know, <laughs> it's dank. Like, but uh, I, I think the 701, which is the Husky, is, yeah. is the 690. Um, it, it is. It's, it's the same got, motor, it's, right? It's the yeah. exact same bike. It's, it's the exact it same when you look at um, the, uh, some of the Husky and... 
um, Husky and KTM bikes. Now the 450s, obviously, they keep the KTM just a little bit for forefront of the in the 250s, a little yeah. bit forefront of like on the SX versions. But everything else is the same thing with some Husky tuning, uh-huh. some Husky love. Um, the engines do feel different. The suspension's gonna feel different. Like they are different motorcycles when you ride them. Uh-huh. But um, to someone who has who's just going to jump on a bike for the first time and try it out, they probably wouldn't really notice the differences. Right. Um, but I think the 701, it, it just, now that it's in those colors, you're like, yeah, that's damn sexy. It looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they have one at Adventure Moto if you want to go check it out. Oh, which yeah? Which is five minutes away. Ooh. Yeah, it's buddy. tempting. I like is it. it. the Because uh, they have two models of it, right? Like the ADV and the Supermoto mm-hmm. one, right? Oh, the Supermoto one, you're like, that's dangerously awesome. Yeah, I like, really want to try that one you out. You could get yourself into a lot of trouble. Yeah, there was a friend of ours we were meeting up in Houston that he was, I think he's either, it's either a 501 or a 701 that he's getting, and he was like, oh, you guys could like come and test it out, and I was like, that sounds incredible. But then today he was like, won't have it in time for you guys here on Saturday, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um... <laughs> can't like everyone's like refresh your browser do you need tech support it's like holy <laughs> shit like, i guess the good thing, i have been called i don't know that i've been told to kill myself but i have been called a fag on youtube and in real life i feel like if you're just like a high energy person on camera you're gonna get called a fag it's you know pretty, what i mean it's pretty like shitty. you're you're a high energy dude and you're like you bring it to the table in front of the camera and i like that you're just getting called a faggot like yeah. it's just gonna happen it's gonna happen because <laughs> <laughs> shit yeah Press F5 time. <laughs> I can't. I can't even look at this anymore. Okay, um, Stephen, how are we doing yeah. with Mr. Brady Davis? Uh, he's ready whenever we let's, are. Let's roll it in. Let's get some Sea uh, Time Adventures talking here. So for those of you in the chat room, yes, we're going to troll the shit out of you. So just keep on talking crap. It's going to be an amazing time in my life now that I am going to reciprocate on everybody's crap. I think it'll be fun. That'd be good. Yeah. But so we're going to go ahead and start talking about Sea Time Adventures. And for those of you who don't know, Sea Time Adventures is, oh, my God. Really? This is happening right now? Oh, I know. I'll text it to you. Okay. Um, seat Time Adventures is the Seat Time yearly ride. As we mentioned, we're the beer drinking, bench racing, off-road show. And within that, we wanted to bring our flair of a good time to all the riders out there that could potentially want to get together and do a ride with us. So at the same time, we're also dudes that don't just like to go ride 20, 30 miles and kind of like, you know, miss some trees and things like that. We like to ride gnarly shit. So the past two years, again, it just happened this past week, we went to Taylor Park, Colorado. And in Taylor Park, Colorado, you can find a plethora of craziness. Um, excuse me. There's even, there's even greater sections just south of that um, around Sargent's area on the plateau there. Colorado really does have an amazing um, area for you guys to ride in. And if you want to organize your own event and go up there and have a good time, do it. If you want to come up there with us and have a kick-ass time and be gratiated by our sponsors and all the good times that we like to have, please, when we take uh, submissions for uh, invitations next year, get your ass to adventures.seattime.co and make sure it happens. Is it getting in there? Uh, nope, not yet. Oh, it's still thinking. That is ridiculous. It's probably got so many things like going the, on. I like the way that we're now. looking at it, though. It's like, yeah, just like... <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see? <laughs> it's thinking. I don't know what's going on. But, um... So we started, uh, obviously we were at Taylor Park, and what's great is we were able to snag like the first camping spot. So in, in, in the national forests up there, which is amazing, some national forests I've noticed, or maybe it's state parks. Within state parks, you kind of have to pay to camp, right? Yeah. Well, in, in the, the national parks there, at least maybe in Colorado, 
it was free. So you just snag the first spot that you see and you kind of go to town with it. And we got lucky enough that as you leave the trading post there and start heading out on the dirt road, which is just kind of north up in the Taylor Park, boom, TP1. And we were able to just camp right there. So we had That's easy awesome. access to kind of everything that was going on, all the trails that we wanted to get to and all that kinds of fun stuff. Look at this, man. It's just all kinds of shit, isn't it, Steven? Just do next. We'll see what happens. Brady Davis. Ever heard of Don't Mess With Texas? I like this. <laughs> this is getting crazy in there. <laughs> it's the yammy effect. You got all these people coming out of nowhere. <laughs> Who are these people? I don't know, but I'm a good... Sup, Yam, Red 5? I don't know who that is. This is Yam. Saw, dude. <laughs> saw, dude. <laughs> I want... Yeah. Oh, we're going to need these at least here. Mr. Oh, we're going to need them? Y'all will need y'all's headphones. Oh, God. Wait, Brady. Hold on. Stop talking, Brady. Oh, my God, Brady. What are you shoving in your mouth? This is so weird. Are you there? Can y'all hear him? Why? I can just hear static. I can't hear him. Hey. Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? We didn't say anything. That's why. I can hear you. Yay. Okay. Mr. Brady Davis. I can barely hear you, but but I hear you. Okay. Well, you're just going to have to really pay attention. There it is. I like how he just gets closer to it. Um, well, dude, <laughs> are you home safe? Dude, I am home safe. <laughs> 20 and a half hours is a long time to drive by yourself. Um, so with the 20 and a half hour drive down, why was it five hours shorter than on the way when you were coming down to Colorado? Oh, I did six. Oh, hold on. I just lost you. I don't know how to work a computer. How do I make this big? Here we go. We know how to make it. So, um, yeah, I did 16 hours the first day, got to um, Price, Utah, and then it was like four hours from there, but I kind of took my time and did a little grocery shopping, whatever, so that was still like four hours, five hours-ish, but yeah, it was a long, it was a long drive home, but left at 4, 4.30 mountain time, which is 3.30 Pacific time. Oh, excuse me, and then got home at 11.30, or a little bit after 11.30 Pacific time. That is a lot of driving, dude. Well, let's let's break it down. So uh, I know you don't know who Mr. Yammy Noob is, but that's okay. He's on the couch with us tonight. This dude is a local here in Texas, runs a bitchin' uh, motovlog site. And within that, he's he, but he at the same time, obviously a huge enthusiast of two wheels, and he has been putting together kind of meetups and events, a lot like we have, just you know, of its own genre. Um, so he was here to talk with us about all the good times that we had on Seat Time Adventures. So if you were to like break it down and tell us like in a small amount of words what the Seat Time Adventures was, what would it be? What it was, it was an epic ride with awesome, awesome people. Um, you did a good job of picking out some really uh, A-class guys. I mean, we had what nine we had nine riders or eight eight riders uh eight eight riders and we had a couple other people at camp and uh and then we planned out some awesome rides we did 90 miles one day and we did what like 50 the first day 60 second day 90 and then 40 ish or even more than that but we did i mean just like epic mountain riding i mean that's like kind of my favorite to do up here in washington and when I'm in Washington and I get up to 7,000 feet, I'm pumped. 
But when I go to call, when I drive all that way to Colorado and my base camp is at 9,000 plus, it's epic. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the elevation? I mean, I know you said you kind of start typically at sea level. Um, and that's one of the big things I know that when we started ha- having those discussions with you guys, when we were making the calls, we were kind of like, you know, make sure you're doing some form of working out because nobody expects the elevation to kind of kick them in the ass the way that it does. So what was it? How was that for you? Uh, kick my butt, dude. <laughs> it destroyed me. <laughs> I thought I was kind of prepared, you know, and I have like, I don't know, good. I don't know. I feel like my muscles for riding are okay because I kind of do it all the time, but when you're up 10,000 plus feet is a totally different game i mean when we went up star trail that hill climb like that was a tough hill climb i'm I'm not gonna say it was the hardest one i've ever done but that that killed me dude going up that thing you get caught up on one thing you get going two things you're done i mean i was just huffing and puffing i got up to the top and was todd was trying to to talk to me about god knows what and i couldn't even pay attention because i couldn't even breathe dude i was i was trying to breathe and i just couldn't i felt like i just sprinted like three miles or something like it was just it was brutal i didn't think it i knew it was going to be bad but i did not think it was going to be that bad it is like no joke put me down well uh to that point yeah uh, eric has there been have you had have you ridden an elevation on your bike where it's, you've had that kind of that feeling like he's talking about or has there been no. you know, track days where it's just like completely exhausted you no i've literally only ever ridden around texas okay. my bike so whatever elevation that is so pretty low i would say yeah <laughs> sea level ish <laughs> yeah so no no um i guess like you're you're short of breath right just being all the way up there like oxygen can't get enough to your your blood and stuff and like i guess you get more tired fast yep. right yeah, yeah. There's just so much, so little amount of oxygen in the air, and you're just like, if, unless you're completely used to it, yeah, you know, you're, you're, everything is just striving and striving and striving to get more oxygen and just get more shit pumping. Um, uh, Long's Peak, that would probably be a good one for you to go try. That super crazy hill climb. Where is that? It's in Colorado. Oh, is that? Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Hey, hey, Brian. Yo. I can barely hear you. I'm going to go grab some headphones real quick. Is that all right? We will let you do that. Okay. Of course. B- <laughs> BRB. I need to get some headphones. <laughs> so what we were talking about, though, with Brady is uh, this guy is, is I think, the perfect representation of what I was probably like 10 years ago. Like, I'm still high energy. I'm crazy. I try to, I try to just always laugh, have fun, goof off and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't even think even at 25, which is what Brady is, is about to be 26 – that I could even do it at his level. Like, he is, it was, it was great to see him. This is the dude that I was talking about that rides the 500 EXC. So uh. he has literally left his doorstep, not, not to this event, obviously, but left his doorstep to go to a bachelor party weekend of a bunch of dudes who go dirt bike riding, right? He rides hundreds of miles on this 500 to the campsite, pitches camp, wakes up, rides for three days with these guys, and then rides his dirt bike back. Same 500. Like, Dang. So it was, <coughs> excuse me, it was insane watching, you know, riding behind him and watching him hit this stuff. Yeah. Because you, if you just go, ah, oh, he's on a 450, he's on a four, but you know what he's on. He's right. He's on a street legal motorcycle <laughs> that you know he rides hundreds of miles sometimes to the trail. Shit. So it's like, that's how intense it was. And so the fact that he's always smiling, giggling, goofing off and stuff, you're like, yes. yes. Like, absolutely. That's the coolest shit. So. <coughs> hey, what's uh 
Have there been anybody that's like really stuck out to you, like in some of these rides that you've done or some of these meetups that have been, you know, you're kind of like, that is the energy. Like, I wish that I still had that kind of a thing. Well, I'm only 23, so I think, I, I hope I still have whatever energy is still there. But uh, I'll shout out to uh, my buddy Dirt, Dirty Bacon, who's actually showed up on the chat there. So he rides, he has a DRZ 400 that's like, just like really ratty and just kind of beat up. And he also has this, I don't know what year it is, and he's probably going to talk mad shit about me because I don't remember what year his, his katana is. But it's like this beat up katana that's got these levers on it that come up to like here. It's on these crappy tires. The seat is like... Uh, it's got like red duct tape all over it and he's just like riding the shit out of it like we were on this really twisty road in austin called lime creek road and i was literally like going probably like eight or nine tenth tenths right just like riding until like i basically couldn't really ride anymore and he was just like right there basically with me i was like this guy's insane like, this is crazy <laughs> and so there's a small part of me that's like we're gonna go to the track and he's like probably gonna be able to keep up with me but i have to be like i want to like a thirteen thousand dollar european race bike i can't let that happen or also look like a total idiot like a noob <laughs> yeah like a noob exactly mm. that, yeah we'll have to give me some kind of name because it'll be blah 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 noob for sure like it'll be weird i'll probably have the helmet on backwards i'll be like you're not supposed to be at a seat right like, this, is, this is normal yeah it's for the visor for the get the wind going right <gasps> That's for my yeah. mullet to stick out. <laughs> the mullet. <laughs> All right, Brady, is that any better? Yeah, I'm back. Nice. I'm back. Can you hear me now? We can hear you. Okay, good. I can hear you a lot better with these. Things. I like it. I apologize about that. Um, I try right. to yell, but everybody hates that. <laughs> and so it's, it just kills Steven's uh, mojo. So we got, we got a couple questions in our chat room. Is uh, the uh, is, is James Hill wants to know if you're in the attic. <laughs> Because James Hill I, wants to know what. I look at the scene, I think you're in. The, are you in the attic? No, I live in a location. barn, dude. Legitimately, this is this is the angle of the roof of our <laughs> barn that we live. in. <laughs> Swear to God, I, I believe you because you're you're fucking Brady Davis. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the you saw my picture on Snapchat, dude. When I got home at eleven thirty, it's a it's a barn with a garage on it. <laughs> That's epic. Okay, second question. And I should know the answer to this. I just want to verify. What are you drinking? <laughs> Avril Nelson and Coke. You know it, dude. Absolutely. So he come, he whips out the, the first day that he's That's there. Right, we, all, right we go ride, kick ass, do all that kinds of shit and get back. And he's just like, I got myself a cocktail. And I was like, oh, what is it? And then he goes, it's Admiral Nelson's. And you had 7-Up or Sprite, I think, that first day. <laughs> I had Sprite, yeah. Yeah, I and uh, I was like, wait. What? Admiral Nelson? He goes, yeah, you know, like Captain Morgan, but the cheap shit. And I'm like, wait a minute. So he shows me this bottle, and it's like the biggest copycat shit you've ever seen. You go, Captain Morgan, Admiral Nelson. You're like, oh my God. And it's like, you know how the guy's got like his That's knee up so and shit? so fucking busted. This, guy, any, this guy's got like a fucking friends. like eye thing, and he's like... So he's got his, I was like, dude, that's really funny. That honestly. is the craziest <laughs> ripoff I've ever seen, and perfect. Yeah. Like, hell yeah, dude, I want to buy the, that. It's Admiral in the liquor Nelson. cabinet. I, I'll go get it and show you. If my, if any of oh, my dude, friends see this from Washington, they're gonna be laughing their ass off because that's all we get. <laughs> it's like, you want to hang out Nelson. tonight? You want to hang out? Yeah, sure, dude. I'll grab a jug. I'm on my way. It's like, cool. <laughs> so fucking bootleg. It's like a jug. We know what it is. We're, we're good. I'm going to go see if I can get any of the goody goodies around here, like the total wines to start carrying that shit. Oh, my God, yeah. I just want, now I like. It's an imported good. 
It's it's what is it? Caribbean rum or spice yeah. rum? Of course, it's imported. I mean, fuck's sake! It's Admiral Nelson. He's above the captain. I love. That. He commands a fleet of vessels. Like what the fuck, dude? There's a lot of winning going on in that drink, my good friend. I like that. There yeah, is a lot of lot of good stuff in here. I tell you what. Well, we we had. I think we had a lot of fun at Sea Time Adventures. Um, we were talking a little oh, bit about the 500 EXC. So tell us about that setup and how you run that bike the way that you do. And I know a lot of that is just Bradyism. You just it's got a throttle. You're going to twist it, kind of a thing. But kind of you know, is it? Do you do any modifications to like make it so? I guess equal for you to be able to ride to the trails sometimes on road and then be able to rip it off road. Or yeah, just um, suck it up and do it. Well, at first I did. I just sucked it up. I'm like, this is the bike I bought. I'm going to make it work. But as time went on and uh, more funds came in, the, the first thing you have to do is desmog that bike. Get rid of that stupid California smog tank on there. And it's like a canister, like a little bit smaller than a beer can. And it just like filters air for, or something. And it has like an air valve in there too. You got to get rid of that. And there's a bunch of other jargon that's attached to the the throttle body and it's just if you go to like i don't know i don't know if i can drop other website names but it's like a dual sport page it tells you what to do it tells you what to buy and it's actually relatively cheap but it and then after i did that i bought a one of those fmf i don't know the 4.1 mm-hmm. oh they just slip-ons uh, on slip-ons? it i mean yeah, it just yeah. it just turned the bike into like a 550 from what it felt like it just added so much more power and just opened it up a lot and didn't have to mess with anything like on the computer for the, you know, the fuel injection or whatever. It was just, it was just plug and play, and it was ready to go. Epic. But for off, but for off road, the gearing's different. I mean, it's geared so high, stock. I mean, when I first bought the first day I bought it, it went on ninety nine miles an hour, stock with Whoa. the smog stuff on it. It's it's a fast bike, but when I. When, when I did the gearing, I dropped one tooth in the front, and that was it. And I thought that was that was plenty. And honestly, dude, it's funny because I rode that bike for I know I rode that bike all the whole time at Colorado, and then I had that flat the last day, and I really wanted to get up on that mountain and take a picture. And you're like, just take my bike. I'm like, sweet. I've never ridden a 350. I've always wanted to like see the difference between the 350 and the 500 to see if I made the right choice. And no joke, dude, I felt like your bike was sluggish, <laughs> which is weird because I've always been such a huge fan of the 350, but you ride that 500 in those trails for however long, and I've had it for over a year now, and now it's like, I don't know if I can, I think I'm just a big bore off-road rider now, and I never thought I would be, yeah. and that's the that's the reason I bought a 250F back in the day, because I knew I'm like, I don't need that power in this tight single track stuff, which I like to ride so much, but now I have a 500, and I'm just making it work. Yeah, and I think a lot of the, I wonder, too, like, it would have been interesting. I know I, I had the spark arrestor, you know, the, the, the little plug for the... Yeah, the, the slip-on I got does have the spark arrestor. Like, takes away a lot of horsepower, um, and then you add, equip, uh, <clears throat> add in the fact that we're at elevation, so that 350 is probably running like a 275. Uh, <laughs> so you probably thought you were on like a 250, Compared to your four five hundred, which was probably running like a five, you know like a four twenty six from back in the day, so you still have yeah, right. like ample CCs to play with. Where like on mine, it's like right. it's just kind of like bopping along. But you know yeah. you can hate on my bike. Shut up. No, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just it was just surprising to me. I was like, 
350, right on. I've never ridden one. I'm going to do this. And it was just like, whoa, it's not the same. You know what I mean? It's, like, yes. it's just a little different. My like buddy it. actually just bought a, a 16 350, and I'm wait. He just got done with shoulder surgery and stuff, and we haven't ridden yet. But I, I can't wait to jump on it too. Yeah, we'll have a lot more fun at less at less elevation, <laughs> at ground level. Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> the elevation ugh, kills everything up there. <laughs> I like these. Uh, speaking of killing everything, we got two comments in the in the C type chat room. It's talking about it felt like somebody was standing on my chest all week. So from the elevation, like the <laughs> way you're trying to breathe, and as and James Hill, I was good until we stopped. Then it was like you couldn't get a breath, and that was so true. Like there was a time when we went and did horseshoe. Um, and I walked back down to try to help some people get back up one of the hill climbs, and everybody but me got a bike up to ride, right? And so, like, I was like, okay, like, because I, I got somebody to side hill, so I just said, okay, well, I'm going to start walking. I made it, like, five steps each time. We were probably, like, 10, 10 2, I think, something like that, around this point. At like, least, thousand feet when we were... If not, if not more, <laughs> we were way above... At the top, and was. it was, like... Yeah, I mean, it literally would take five steps, and I'd be like, holy shit, like five steps, holy shit. So it's just crazy, and then everybody's like laughing at me at the top and stuff, and it was like, it was the difference, though, of riding a bike and literally having to walk up a hill, yeah. you know, because like riding the bike, as long as you're doing it and not fighting the yeah, bike, we, you're kind of saving When we saw energy. those hikers and those mountain bikers the last day, I'm like, those guys are absolutely nuts. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you would walk that trail. Like yeah. I have to ride it because there's I just would die. I would I would die. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to breathe, and I would die. <laughs> the uh, the runners he's talking about. So while we're out there, they had this event going on in Taylor Park called the Colorado 200, uh -huh. and it's like one of those ultra marathons. Oh shit. Yeah. So like all these rate we were running into runners. That's ironic. We were running into <laughs> runners the whole time on the trail. And obviously very respectful. You know, anytime yeah, come yeah. up, we pull over and wait for them to wave us by or until it got really wide, um, depending on the situation. But um, w as we found out a little bit more, I mean, yeah, these guys are it's like everybody said go. And there's a 200-mile race to go 200 finish. 200 miles. Yeah, that they're all running slash walking like through. And they would, they would get to these. How long uh, does that take? Well, I mean, it was some Jesus people Christ, was like two dude. weeks, I think. Like, wow. like a, what was it like? Maybe I think one of the longest ones was like ten days, and some of the uh, shorter we saw ones. Them. Was we like, saw them every day when we were out there. Yeah, that was, a, that was five. So people would go sleep for like an hour or two at these health stations, and that was it. Like they would get like an hour. They would like literally were napping, and I, just get up and keep full, going. Full blown hardcore. Yeah. yeah. That makes us look I mean, not hardcore. No, yeah, it makes us look sane. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like if, if a bunch of motorcyclists are like, "You guys are fucking crazy," like you got to be really crazy. <laughs> yeah, we know that they have issues. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but it was just a lot of fun, and I, I have to say, like, so when it comes down to it, though, like, what do you see? How does the evolution happen for us, Brady? Like, how do we, you know, like get that get that ball rolling, you know? And if if people um, out there that have been on the ride, want to go on the ride, have done other rides like this, you know, kind of feel that what Brady says might be something that you can add to the story. Obviously, we have the comment section for a reason. Get in there and use it and help us evolve this evolve this event. So, how, how, You're asking me how do, yeah. how do I we mean, evolve any, it? Any thoughts, yeah. Um, that's a hard question to answer. I mean, you guys did a really good job. I know I can hear Steven back there clicking away. He did a good job. Damn, Daniel did a good job. Rob did awesome. I mean, we had a really good group of riders. Um, 
I think it's timing. Honestly, I think it's timing for most people. You know, but I, I feel like you gave away enough time in advance to see like if people were actually serious about it. You know, like I don't know how you'd make it. That's a that's a hard that's a hard question for me to answer. Um, do you um, feel like what we did on the bike was what you thought it would be? Yeah, absolutely. I thought well, it actually, it exceeded my expectations. Obviously, I had an awesome time, but I knew it was going to be hard. I knew the elevation was going to be uh, coming to play, not as much as it actually did. But <laughs> I mean, it, it whooped my butt, dude. I am no hero when it comes to that. It totally kicked my ass. But um, the actual like adventure of it, of like saying, "Hey, we're going to start here." We're going to meet here, have lunch, have a snack, and then we're going to go again. It's not like, you know, it's not like you're at work where you got to work, 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 have an hour break, and then work again. You know, it's like everything's, everything's new. Yeah. yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, it was just, it's, I don't know, it's hard to, hard to explain. So, like, you know, and we, one of the things that we had talked about, I think, with everybody, to a degree, we've been talking about potentially moving the ride next year to a different location. And the reason mm-hmm. behind that, and we've explained this to a couple people, um, <clears throat> is we, as enthusiasts of the sport, there are so many different places, so many more trails, so many cooler, well, maybe just as cool locations to go to to see, right? Yeah. And so why limit ourselves to go into the same place every year, right? Now, we know Taylor Park is absolutely amazing. There are other places within Colorado that we could go do the exact same four days, not the exact same four days of riding, but four days of riding yeah. and have just as much fun. So the thing is, it's like, you know, do we consider moving it next year? I mean, like, how do you feel about that, Brady? Like, And don't, don't even, I wouldn't even say don't take some of the locations that we had discussed with you into consideration. I think, you know, take into consideration what you were able to do this year um, and what you were able to see and kind of like what you would want to be able to do next year. Is it the same thing? Is it different things? Is it different locations? Um, I think, I think eventually maybe moving it would be good, but I think next year keeping it at Taylor park would be awesome. I know there's trails that we didn't even ride, right? I mean, like, there's so much trails uh, just at Taylor Park that we didn't even touch. I mean, we could get, we could try to get, I say we, it's, you know, we could get a little more, we as in you, could get a little more organized maybe on, like, having having uh, trails picked out before you go. I mean, the maps are available, right? I mean, like, instead of trying to, like, pick pick certain trails i mean because we went we looked at however many maps a couple nights and we're like oh well this new map doesn't have that trail you know what i mean like just getting a little more organized with like picking trails but i mean you guys did an awesome job with that but i think doing it a little more you getting familiarizing yourself with like what's going on like every little uh like hiccup that can happen like people not getting dressed on time or (laughs) (laughs) oh Todd Slavic Uh, that son of a bitch yeah sorry Todd jeez man but you know not getting dressed on time people having flat tires I mean like anything can happen so I think the more you do it in a familiar location when things go south you're like okay well at least I know where I'm at I'm not in a new spot it's like 
you know, we could either go back, take this road. You know, you don't, you're not like guessing what you should do. You like when something bad happens, you're like, okay, well, this is what we have to do. This is what makes sense. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I've I've had a lot of inner dialogue with, about that as well because it would make a lot of sense. Like, I mean, think about you know if you do your meetups, you know, in the exact same place every time, you kind of know how it's going to go. But the second yeah. you move it, you know, you're like, well. You know, it, it could and that's be, what I was going to say as an outsider looking at this situation. It's kind of like if you go to the trails, you know, there's less chance of things, unexpected things happening. You know, you can control it a lot better, but you miss out on opportunities of finding cooler trailers. Hey, trailers come here. are doing cool things. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think there's pros and cons to both. I think you should try. Okay, come here. Ones, but yeah. I think it would be cool, like if nothing else, to get a good recon going, you know, like to some of the locations we've been talking about wanting to go to. Uh, yeah. And then kind of like seeing how people feel about. You know, if we go to, like, one of the ones we were talking about was going to Utah, because um, there's just so much amazing stuff riding out there, especially with, because of the, the way that, it, and I don't mean, like, slick rock the area, I mean, like, the way those rocks just, like, they call them slick rock because they're, like, not slick. It's the most ironic name ever. Right. Um, they, they have so much grip. And so anything and everything you ride when you're out there in kind of those areas, it's just, you have so much traction. Like um, unbelievable amounts of traction. Yeah, um, you can climb up things you never thought you'd be able to climb. Uh, you, you you can ride almost vertically downhill because you just have so much traction with your tires there, um, and that's that's just something I want to take the idea of seat time to those kind of locations so that we can um, experience that together as a group as we did you know this past week. Yeah. Um, but to both of your points, like it's it it's a place I haven't been since I was 16 years old. So there's so much more to know, right, yeah. and to have people involved, um, potentially financially involved, mm -hmm. that can help us to make sure that we are organized on knowing where and how to ride yeah. um, those specific locations. I mean, for example, my Austin meetup, like the road that we did, uh, the ride down, I mean, I'd never been on that road before. I went, I went the night before to just kind of like, just look at it and just kind of see what I was getting myself into. I was like, okay, I got to lay the land. That was it, though. So it was really kind of like fly-by-night, just like, all right, we're going to do a meetup here, and, like, this is going to happen. So, I mean, I think yours, you definitely have a lot more preparation. You right. can't just, like, show up and be like, this is just gonna, we're just going to do we're this. We're going to go that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I think it'd be cool. I think you should try them out. Try out new ones. All right, Brady. We'll see what happens. So, um, before we let you go, before we kind of start to wrap it up here, I wanted to know um, what do you, what would you like to see in the video? See what? What see would you in like the video? to see in the video? Like, how would you like? What do you want to get out of the video? Um. Oh, I don't know. I mean, we got a lot of awesome shots. I mean, last year's video, you guys. It was funny. Right when I got back, I watched last year's video and like, oh yeah, I was on that trail. Like, oh, I know oh, that Star Trail. You know, like stuff like that. So that's gonna be fun to see. But um. What do I want out of it? I, th I think the last video was awesome. If it replicated that, you know, like there's a lot of talk about making it shorter or longer. Um, I don't know. It's hard for me to say because I don't know how to do any of that like video editing to make like anything cool. You know, like I put a shitload of wheelies in it. Shitload of wheelies. We got a shitload. Of <laughs> yeah. We got a shitload of wheel. Brady's yeah, uh, Brady a lot wheelies. Of wheelies. Yeah, yeah, a lot of wheelies and a lot of a lot of crashes. Yep. But no, I. I don't know if it's anything like last year's video. It's going to be awesome. I know that. And you're you're a proponent of longer video than last year's, huh? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, we got so much footage. I mean, I know most of it's like GoPro helmet cam footage, and your dad was like, "Oh, you know, like I watch GoPro, and it's just like, oh, put me to sleep or whatever." But 
you know, from your helmet cam, which I, I agree with most of that. But when it's when it was my, you know, it's from my helmet. It's like I want to watch all of that. You know what I, you know what I mean? He's one of those. Guys. I want to see all of it. I want to see the people. I want to see the people's GoPro in front of me and behind me. You know, get something going on there, but. Um, if it's anything like last year's, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to have to do a bunch of videos. I think that what we're probably, I mean, and granted, you do series, uh, yeah, because like Rob, well, yeah, last didn't last year you did like the first day recap kind of, yeah, second day, third and fourth or whatever. Yeah, and there were there were there were reasons behind why we kind of had to do it that way. And I don't know that we're going to do that specific type of breakdown this year, but I think like. It's one of those deals where we really like one, we have so much footage and it's good footage, it's not just footage. Um, and two, there really is so much of a story, I think, that so many different people went through on these adventures. And so we'll be able to break that out in all the interviews that we did. And so it might be good to be able to have like that longer, you know, that 15 to 20 minute long that feels like a real documentary of the adventure. But then we have something that's much more cut and dry that's like under five minutes. That is, is, it's almost, it's just the short version and a long version. And then we have all the different segments, you know, because you know what, you and I and Todd, we were all recording in those certain sections. So it'd be really neat to be able to cut to those cool parts as you and I are, we're, we're racing through the trail, right? And we're, yeah, so we're all right. in the exact same, in the exact same section just of different people's helmet cameras so it'd be really neat to cut through that so that could be a whole nother video obviously our our quote-unquote race up uh up the climb on star trail where i did not i got last easily um and you know things like that and obviously we've got we could have a whole wrecking segment because i know everybody who had a helmet camera on wrecked immense amount of time. oh i know i did so I thought I thought someone was behind me, so I was being a dork. Like I slid on my chest and I started doing like a breaststroke because I've I always do like I always do that when I was like when I know people are behind me riding. So I'm like, oh, someone saw that. I'm like, let's do doing like a breaststroke or like do a karate move or something because I was always the guy with a Suzuki riding with KTM guys, so they called me the Karate Kid. So I do like something weird like that, and I stand up and I look behind me, and no one's there. I'm like, ah, oh, dang it. But I see James up ahead. He's laughing at me and stuff, watching my bike on the ground. But that was good. <laughs> awesome. Okay. And then before we totally let you go and finish this thing up, uh, what did you think of James's save in the creek? Uh, I don't think it could get – right when it started to go really bad, it turned better and it went really good. <laughs> <laughs> like if his legs would have went up another three or four inches, I think he would have cartwheeled over those bars, man. I mean, that was the close one. Uh, but like, like I told him, like, what he tells you to be a hero, man, you got to be a hero. I'm proud of you. You, you went for it, you know? <laughs> Did you get a chance to see that video that we posted? No. Okay, so yeah. Oh You'll have to go Is that to the one you sent me? Yes. Oh, you gotta, I got to check You got to go to yeah. YouTube and check that bad boy out because it's literally like our buddy. We, they, we, we were all kind of crossing this creek while Rob, who was our filmer this year, um, was filming. And uh, my dad uh, and I were like, all right, James, go be a hero. And James took that to heart and tried to just completely wheelie across this like fifteen foot. Oh, you want creek. me to wheelie across this thirty foot long creek? Sure, man, I got it. Yeah, twenty-four <laughs> feet deep. I got it. Oh, Steven's gonna bring it up for us here. Oh, nice. So, um, but it's hilarious because like it's so deep. The, his just completely sucks up all his momentum. Oh, so shit. it brings his front end in, but it's still in the creek. It's so oh, it just wow. like Bruh. oh, it's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Oh, look at that other. Oh. <laughs> is it on seat time? Is it on the show right now? <laughs> Doing it live. 
That's hilarious. The second one up there. If you yeah, I watched that. That's crazy, that. yeah. <laughs> That's how YouTube works. All right, you playing this thing for everybody, Steven? Yeah. I like it. We're playing it, Brady. He can't see it. I can't see it, but I, I watched it like a hundred times today. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Uh-oh. We just lost it on our... Oh, oh man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Because he knows that somebody's filming. So yeah, like, he's looking around. He's at looking the around he's like, like, where's, where's Rob? <laughs> <laughs> where's the camera? That was close. <laughs> Yeah, look at him. He's like, oh, 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 oh. Where'd he go? I'm good. And then he's just like, oh, there you are. What's up, buddy? That's awesome. Yeah, we had so much fun with that stuff, dude. That it was rad. awesome. That was a perfect spot. And everybody else besides James was like, like me, like I was like, because like, I was like, yeah, the just- last thing I'm doing is falling in this fucking creek while Rob is filming. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know. I went through pretty slow, too. I knew it was deep. And I, I got my, I got one of my feet wet, you know. And then uh, John came through, and he was just soaked. He got, remember, he said he got sideways, and it made that tidal wave, and it just came right back on top of him. Oh, that's right. And then, we haven't, I, we haven't seen that one, so we need to get Rob to send us that clip so we could see yeah. what that looked like. I think yeah, he, said he said he got he that one in slow mo too. T- I mean, his jersey was dripping and stuff, and then, but then James comes over and he lifts his leg up. And he's got water just pouring out of the underside of his boot. It's like, dude, what did you do? Hero. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, he went, exactly. He, he did what hero. he told him to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I like well, it. Yeah, you told him to do that. Well, Mr. Brady Davis, I really appreciate you not only uh, taking the time to come on the show this evening and uh, you know be, doing a little bit of bench racing with us, but as well being such a badass on uh, on the trip. And I know we haven't really talked about it, and we don't have anything official for you as of yet, though it is in the works. And I wanted to let you know that you have officially been awarded the Badassery Award uh, of Seat Time Adventures 2.0. Um, and so, so far, James Hill has the Best Save Award, <laughs> and you have the Badassery Award, and we've got two more awards that we are uh, proclamating the winners for uh, in the group together. But uh, we will have... Wow. We, don't know, we don't know yet if it's going to be a rotating trophy um, that you get to hold on to for a year. It should be a belt. Uh, yeah, like something yeah. like cool that you get to hang ah. on to and like could potentially use for a year, and then it has to go to the next person if that wins, or if it's something that's legitimate, like you know what, 2016, this is my thing. Kind of, we're we're right. working through that, but you'll, you'll a, a, figure you'll you'll figure it out. I'm honored. Officially, you, you have that. gotten that. So we just want to uh, say thank you for coming on the ride. Thank you for having as much energy as you had on the ride. Um, thank you for uh, making sure that your horn worked. At every moment that you could potentially honk that son of a bitch, because um, that was. <laughs> I love that horn, dude. It's so it's so, it's a weird thing to hear when you're out riding off road. Then you hear this horn. It's like, who the hell is that? You know? <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Yep. It's... But uh, in my in, in my interview, you know, I never did thank you guys. I mean, all the, I mean, the support crew, Steven, damn Daniel, doing everything that they could. Your dad. I mean, your dad was just trying to make everything awesome and. Uh, you know, and Rob, he, all those guys, they put in so much work to make us look good. I know the video is going to be awesome. I'm already like praising it, you know, like it's going to be badass. And they did a lot of work to make us like random Joe Schmo guys that like to go right off road look good. And, uh, you know, they put in a lot of work. So thank you. And thank you for choosing me to come. The application, 
I don't know if anyone else did. It took me like two and a half hours. I really wanted to make an impression and go on this trip, and I'm really glad I did. Um, meeting you and meeting like all those guys was just something I'll never forget. Just memories for life, and you know that video I'll show my family, my friends, you know my kids. Hopefully, you know get them excited to go ride. Like it's really a cool thing that I'm taking to heart. So thanks, man. I really do appreciate that. Yeah, man. You did no a good. Worries. You did a good job. I appreciate it. It was a fantastic adventure, and I just, yeah, like, I noticed you in the same time. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm jealous of things. I'm, like, like about next year already. Like, Yeah, you know, no, just, exactly. It sucks that the gears when have I, already started turning. And Yeah, when I woke up at 4 o'clock and said bye to you, you said, I'll see you next year. I'm taking that as a formal invite to 3.0. <laughs> that is... I don't care how hungover you were or how tired you were. That's a formal invite. Potentially still drunk. Let's be honest. Yeah. Potentially still drunk. <laughs> Just still drunk. Yeah. I know. That's I, the I Admiral Nelson effect, bro. <laughs> Admiral Nelson had me going. Well, as long as you didn't like be like, hey, bro, bro, you like tap me on the sleeping bag, and then you're like, wait, damn it, he's got an erection. Shit, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so Soko and Mike's combo really uh really put me down. <laughs> Best so mixed bad. drink of the trip. So we didn't we ran out of any kind of like decent mixers. I had vodka, so I was still doing OJ at that point. Right. Like once I was just like, I'm too full of beer. I'm switching <laughs> to liquor drinks. Uh, you know, bad idea for the headaches, but great idea while you're drinking. Right. Oh, um, absolutely. And so uh, we ran out of vodka to make uh, Brady a last drink. I was like, hey, my dad's got some SoCo. We can do this, but I can't give you all of it because I need to make sure my dad's got just you know enough to be able to have something. So I, like, I poured that in his cup, and I was like, well, fuck, what do we mix with it now? So we're looking around, looking around, and <laughs> I we find a Mike's like, Hard uh, Lemonade. No. <laughs> <laughs> in the fridge. Oh, I know, God. it sounds terrible, but I'm telling you, at the time, it was the best idea we had all yeah. night. When you're totally drunk, it really didn't taste that bad. <laughs> it was the best. I remember we went back out by the fire, and I took a drink of it, and I look at him like, oh, God, I forgot what I was drinking. <laughs> like, Holy shit, what did I just put in my mouth? Like, I'm not sure Whoa. what this is, but it's not bad. It's not that bad. After three and then you're like, how drunk am I? Yeah. What's your yeah, exactly? Your, your, <laughs> yeah, we're out there by the fire, like, oh, I'm really questioning how drunk I am right now because this actually tastes good. <laughs> Should I be this close to a fire? <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially after I put all the firewood on the fire. We did build a big fire. That was a good idea. Yeah, uh, they're always good ideas at that kind of an evening, right? Yeah, but, yeah, uh, pretty much. It sucked that so many people went home early because we had a great bonfire. We had all the cool bench racing going on at the end of it. But we and understand. the creek. And the creek battle. Oh, my gosh. So another, Do not forget about the creek Another battle. crazy, crazy. Uh, 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 That's one thing I want to see in the video is you going like this. It's so cold. <laughs> just total we had like panic. a, you know, the, the snow melt, you know, creek going into the yeah. reservoir there because Taylor Park is built around Taylor Park Reservoir. And, um, so this little creek by our campsite, like Brady was going in there and bathing in it every day after we get done, you know, just rinsing off. And I was like, okay, I got to go try this with him when the sun was out because I knew it would be cold, right? Well, we go over there on a day where it's not too, too warm and the sun's out, but it's still not. And like, he just like dives in and gets out of the water and I like walk in and I'm like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> this is too cold. And I make it to the point where it's deep enough to go, like to get underneath everything. And there's, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. So I'm like, 
<laughs> and we have a GoPro of this. <laughs> yeah, every time. I grabbed the like... GoPro. <laughs> oh man, that was so funny. It was, it was pathetic. Funny and really <laughs> pathetic. And that was the way he that ended it. He goes, he's just like. He has the camera on me after I finally get done, and I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And I like start walking up. He just looks at the camera and goes, "That was pathetic," and then boom, like kills it. I was like, "Well, at least it was a great ending." Yeah, yeah, that is. Hilarious. Yeah, I want to. I definitely want to see that on the film because that was hilarious. Uh, but what what turned into amazing is that last day of riding. It got like really hot, like ten degrees hotter than it was any other day out there. Super dusty, and we rode a lot. So when we uh, got back, like everybody, all the support crew, Todd, myself, Brady, I mean, every single one of us was in the creek. Like, cause I, even me, like I was like, I'm warm enough. The sun's out. I got to do this. And it was awesome. Like we all had our beer. We're just chilling. Like everybody's kind of like rinsing off and just some of us sudsing up, not each other, but you know, separately. Hey, whatever um, you guys do on sea time. Is, yeah. Whatever you do in the creek is yeah. your creek. <laughs> So, but no, you're right. The creek was awesome way to end that whole that whole shindig. Yeah, that was it. That I'm was glad a good we all way had to shorts end. on. Everyone in really there, weird. like, oh, look everyone in there bathing up. Cold ass water. <laughs> What's that? Are we getting in trouble? Me? Are you getting no. told to go to bed? <laughs> I am in the bedroom. So. <laughs> so it's gonna have to happen. All right, well, we gotta close up, my man. We love you. Thank you very much for all the great times, and I know we're gonna be in touch. There's no worries about that one. Oh, I, that makes me feel good. Absolutely. Love you too, man. Again, thank you so much for this awesome experience. And um, I can't wait for the video. Can't wait to hear for you. Can't wait to start planning for 3.0, dude. I'm in. 100%. Ow! Let's right, do it. Boss. Ow! Yeah. We'll see you later, man. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, man. Peace. Peace. Later. All right. So, what's your next meetup? Let's. So we can kind of before we wrap all this up, where can people learn more about what you're doing and may potentially uh, head on over to your next meetup? Yeah. So the next meetup I'm doing is August twentieth. Yeah, August twentieth. I'm doing a DFW meetup. I actually just scheduled it today, which oh, is fantastic. really lucky that I did that before I came on here. All nice. Night. I'd be like, I don't have a meetup scheduled, but I have one. So. Uh, yeah, if anyone is watching and is a local DFW person, uh, we're going to be doing... You can actually go on my Facebook and just look up Yammy Noob on Facebook. You'll be able to find the event details. We're going to do what I call the Super Tour, which is this route that I've devised across most of the fun roads in DFW. The only fun roads in DFW that I've found. Yeah. And so we're going to be meeting up at 9 a.m., going to be heading out, doing a fun run across all those roads. Uh, it's going to be probably like a... Probably a pretty quick pace, so... I, I wouldn't really recommend if you've been riding for like, you know, a month or two to, to come join because they're probably going to be going pretty fast. So just wanted to put that out there. But uh, yeah, uh, that's the next dumb one. Dumb, ignorant question. What is pretty fast? Uh, so I have this rule that I follow for the, you know, the whenever you go up against the corner, there's a suggested speed sign. Mm -hmm. you, you double that and you add 10 miles per hour. That's the pretty quick pace. So if it says 30, you take it at 70. Yeah, that, that's my that's my own little rule that I use to kind of gauge it. But yeah, that's fast. It's not that fast, honestly. Like if you're running like a like a, a nice little pace with the bike, it's not that fast. But so yeah, that's what we're gonna be doing. So. <laughs> Holy balls! <laughs> if that doesn't sound scary, go and let me know, and I may one day join you in t eight years yeah. when I feel like I might have grown bigger balls. 
Well, if you want to see the pace, I just put out a video on Monday. A buddy of mine just got a brand new BMW S1000 single mm. R. Really cool bike. Um, and there's some video of me like riding pretty, like the pace that I just described to the you. The Yami New Pace? The Yami New Pace, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the next meetup. But, I mean, if anyone else is wanting to check out the channel, it's Yami Noob on, on uh, YouTube. And as you see, like, even if you look up seat time, you somehow find me as well. So, I mean, just look up Yami Noob on YouTube and you'll be able to find my videos. Uh, yeah. A good time. We obviously appreciate you uh, taking the time to yeah, not dude. only uh, come on the show, but come into the come into creating cahoots, checking out everything we've got going on here. Yeah, this is a nice and, space. Uh, well, thank you, thank yeah. you. We've been putting a lot of time and effort into kind of continuously growing this as things ebb and flow. Um, it's a lot a lot more fun to do this here than it is it was at my house for so long. Yeah. Um, so you know, we could, even though we kept the kept the backdrop, you know, and things technically look the same, you know, from the <laughs> camera perspective. Yeah. It's just that it's uh, you know it's just a lot more official for us, and it feels feels awesome. So it's going to be fun. I know that uh, for sure, once it cools off a little bit, we'll get Yammy out on um, some kind of uh, off-road motorcycle. Two-stroke, if we can get going. That's going to be sick. I think a 500 would be scared their balls off. It would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, of course, we've got My350. We can figure something out. Yeah. We've got a couple of lo- uh, friends local that have some property that we can probably go play around on. So we could get you some filming, get you yeah. some fun going and stuff. And then That'll make an awesome video. First time dirt riding, so. that'll be great. I think yeah. so. And then I'm going to try to help him out a little bit, get some some of the kind of the, the the list of riders he's talking about, but more on, a little bit more yeah. on the off road side of things. So. Yeah, want to do a uh, so the video I'm most famous for is I did a uh, the nine types of motorcyclists you'll meet, and I've done three series of those. So I guess 27 motorcyclists now in total, which is a lot. Mm, yes, a lot of, <laughs> that took a lot of effort. Um, but those are definitely the most popular ones. But I I wanted to team up with you guys and do like a nine types of dirt bike rider right. ones because I don't know anything about it, so I would definitely need your expertise to to do that. It would be pretty cool. That's easy, and we can yeah. go all the way from like motor. <laughs> Cross racer to literally like redneck, uh, <laughs> redneck overall wearing dude. Like yeah. we can go all. There's a whole spectrum. Like his we, bike is worth more than the trailer park he lives in. It's <laughs> unfortunate, but we, we can make this happen. It's funny because a lot of the times what you see in those backwoods situations is they have like completely FMXed out their bike. Oh, shit. So, like, even though they have no idea, like, they don't jump, they don't do any of that kind of stuff, that's just, like, what they see on TV, so that's what yeah. they think, like, a, a bike is supposed to look like. <laughs> like, they've got the cut fenders, they've got the airbox holes, like, for grabs <laughs> yeah. and stuff, and everything, like, the taller handlebars, like... You're like, what? <laughs> Dude, You're like, what is this? You're like, what happened? And so it's just because that's what they saw on X Games. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's a motorcycle. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Nice. Well, dude... Guys, thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Brian Pierce, Eric, Yemi Noob. Yes. Thank you very much for coming on. Really, really thank appreciate you. it. Obviously, please go check out our sponsors, uh, Fly Racing, Kindatire at Kindatire.com, and then, of course, SRT at SRT Off-Road. Um, that's the best way to support us is to go support those guys. We would prefer your local dealer, but you do know that you can get great deals online sometimes, too. Definitely stop in your local dealer and make sure you check all that kind of stuff out. You can find us. The website is seattime.co. Of course, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime. We're on Twitter. It's at seattime underscore co. And on Instagram, it's at seattime. If you want audio only, of course, yes, you can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. Just search for seattime. Best way to do that. If you don't like my face, his face, or anybody else's face and just want to listen to our very raspy voices. Um, Again, this has been Seattime, episode 214, and uh, we will be back next week. Thanks again, guys. Peace.